It's a new day. Yes, it is. Wakey, wakey. Time to get up. Good morning, citizens. Open at them. Fresh and shine. This is your wake-up call, people. Come on, the coffee's on. We're going to get you guys circulating on Christian radio. I understand young people. I know what's hip. I know what's on. I know what's lit. I know what's fleet. What's up, my nerds? Nerds! I work with a bunch of nerds. I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. Rise and shine, nerds. Welcome to the Back Row Morning Show, part of the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network and the official exclusive morning show for LTN Radio. I'm Radio Matt. I'm a station manager for LTN Radio. I'm a third-generation radio dude and a lifelong nerd. Also, uh, I'm really working hard on a new Jesse the Body Ventura uh, 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 accent. No, not accent. What is it? Voice. Voice, I guess. Impression. Impression. That's the word I was missing. It's Monday morning, it's Monday, y'all. Monday, and it's early, and it's been a long weekend. <laughs> and I'm oh, the shorter yet louder, and some might even say smarter counterpart to the back row. I'm a wife, mom, and super fan of all things friends. Also, peanut M&Ms are garbage, but peanut butter M&Ms are my fave. How could you? Hmm. You say you're smarter, and then you say something like that. That proves <laughs> that I'm smarter. Today on the show, Burger King completes their trilogy of just bafflingly bad advertising choices. <laughs> We've also got a Who Said It quiz, Twitter poll, five random facts, and more. The first today is Monday, March 15th, 2021, and we've got some holidays to celebrate. Well, well a, a holiday. holiday. <laughs> it's National Napping Day. Oh, please. I need it. Well, so I guess it's because yesterday was daylight savings? I would assume. So, yeah, today is... Makes sense. National Napping Day. Um, Take a nap and catch up. Yeah. You know, we, we're... Our area here is preparing to bring back all students. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And one of the ways that they're preparing to bring back all students is cutting out nap time for kinders because you can't properly nap while social distancing in a kinder classroom. Uh And so they are taking that task on as far as getting them ready for no naps this week. Does that make any sense? (laughs) No, it doesn't. It doesn't. The people who made that decision have obviously never taught in a kindergarten classroom. But you know what? I feel like when Eli was in in kindergarten, they only did naps the first half of the year anyway. Uh, So for most kids, that is how it works. But you do have your select few who have to have a nap Uh, all the way through. And so what will end up happening is they'll still have a quiet time, you know, where they can either sit at their desk and do something quietly or lay their head down. But those small handful of kids who do still require a nap are still allowed to go grab their nap mat and pop a squat somewhere. Okay. 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 (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I never really thought of that concept until we started uh, getting Eli ready for kindergarten. They're like, yeah, he's going to need a a nap mat. I'm like, huh? Yeah. He's going to sleep at school? Yeah. We can't get him to sleep at home. Yeah. (laughs) And I bet you for the first few weeks... He really did actually nap at yeah. school. Yeah, oh, no, I'll, I'll, I bet so. Yeah. yeah, because it's just exhausting. It's draining on their little bodies mm-hmm. to be doing, 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 doing. You know, even though they do run 
around the house all the time doing, doing, it's, doing. It's so much different with uh-huh. other people. Yep. Even if you're not just running around, just the, the mental exercise of interacting with other people mm-hmm. for so long is exhausting. Yep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but Eli had his birthday party Aww. this past Friday, Aww. which uh, unlike last year, we got to have like a bunch of people here. Yeah. Like last year, the pandemic scariness happened right at this time. Mm-hmm. And so we're like, eh, well, maybe not. Maybe we won't. But uh, yeah, so we had a few of his friends over and they went nuts. Yeah. They, they were jumping out on the trampoline in the dark and playing with flashlights and doing all just that. He was the smelliest he's ever been. At the end of this night, like, oh, you smell like a wet dog. You are so sweaty. That's always the best, though. Yeah, yeah. It really is. And they uh, they fell asleep promptly, Aww. promptly after the party. Aww. Sweet so, yeah, boy. interaction of any kind, really, just drains it out of them. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was good. It was nice having people over. This is the first time we've really had anybody who wasn't family over uh, for anything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, even y'all stopped by briefly, though longer than you planned, because uh-huh. we made you stay and talk <laughs> eh. while, y'all, while your stomach sat there growling because you hadn't eaten dinner yet. Oh, my gosh. My family <laughs> act as if they don't eat three full meals a day. They drive me crazy sometimes. Did they make you go to Taco Bell? No. Okay, good. So here's the Cause thing. Because I had told... I had told Chris about a few things we'll talk about tomorrow. Oh, for Junk Food Tuesday. Great. (laughs) Um, So I had been cooking a chuck roast all day in the crock pot. And I had, you know, taco seasoning Mm. and cilantro and all with beef broth inside the crock pot. And so, you know, I guess in when you smell something cooking all day, you just, your body, naturally is like, oh, you're starving. So I guess I can kind of understand why they were all like, (laughs) we're starving. So we went home and finished off the tacos, but they were, they, I am quite proud of myself to actually think to use, I had two chuck roasts that we had taken camping with us the week before, and we just didn't get to, to use them. And so the night before I had Italian beef, which is a roast with pepperoncinis, beef broth, and jalapenos. And then it shreds up really nice and you make hoagie sandwiches with provolone cheese. Mm. Yeah, that's yummy. That wouldn't have been my interpretation of the name of that dish. I know. I don't know why it's called Italian sandwich. <laughs> it was actually... Well, no, you said Italian beef. Oh, yeah, Italian sandwich beef. at all. So I'm like, all right, so you take a... You take a hamburger and you pour marinara sauce yeah. on it. Yeah. <laughs> I... We, it's not our recipe. A friend of ours that we actually met while we were in in Italy gave that recipe. You still live in Italy? Shut up. (laughs) Gave that recipe to us. So I still don't, I don't think that's the real name of it. I think she might have just came up with it. Um, But then I was like, well, I don't want to throw this other whole roast away. I've got to figure out something to do with it. Street tacos. Street tacos. That's not a bad idea. It's so good. I've never thought of doing that before. Oh, and it was so easy. Yeah. Not having to ground or ground, brown up the ground beef and oh, it was just good. And Mm. 
far. All the kids were like, this was delicious. I threw in um, the rest of the jar of jalapenos. Mm. And so just the flavor, it wasn't a whole lot. And they were mild jalapenos anyway. So it but just was, having that flavor in uh-huh. there. Oh, man. Add it was it good. That sounds great. It was delicious. How, uh, how else has your week gone Matthew, so far? get comfy. <laughs> I. She said my full elongated name. <laughs> no, I, I didn't say your full. Oh, not my full name. Mm-mm. My full first name. Mm-hmm. Your elong- elongated, elongated would probably be right. Yeah. Anyway, um, I, your birth name, (laughs) I had the worst week at work that I have had since being there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I calculated that I've actually been there eight months. Wow. Yeah, I know. Really? I know. Yeah. What is time? I know it's crazy. But anyway, um, I mentioned that schools are preparing to open up Mm -hmm. and with that, um, once again, Mo doesn't know where she's going or what she's doing or who she's going to be assigned to. Right, because you've kind of been ping-ponged around Mm -hmm. even since that first week, right? Yeah. 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 So long story short, I started at our district's preschool, spent a whole two days there, was moved (laughs) over to the elementary school that's right down the street from where we're recording, started there as cohort C first and second grade educational assistant. Then about a month later, those two classes grew so large that we had to separate them into two separate teachers. Um, And so I was pulled from second grade and pulled from my lead teacher, moved with the first grade class to another teacher. Um, and so had to kind of relearn that whole, the students were all the same. Yes, but it was being led by a different. Right, right. Yeah. It's a whole new process. Yeah. So, um, and she is a kindergarten teacher to students in cohort a, which attends school live on Monday and Tuesday. And then she doesn't have any live students on Thursday and Friday. So she devotes those three days, essentially Wednesday, Thursday, Friday to, um, her cohort C students. Mm. Well, now that she's going to have kinder students Monday through Friday, live and in person, we don't know if she's going to keep first grade cohort C or if they're going to switch those kids to another teacher, which by the way, those kids have also been moved three separate times with three separate teachers this year. Yeah. Yeah. It's really hard. So, emotionally I'm like all over the place because I feel invested in these kids lives. You know, their, their last two changes, obviously I was with them for both teachers. So I've kind of been the most constant throughout their school year. And just the thought of leaving them, not finishing out the school year with them. It, yeah, it has me all kinds of emotionally wrecked. And then, I don't like kindergartners. I don't want to be in a kindergarten classroom Monday through Friday with snotty-nosed, whiny kids. What do you think of the the fact that they're just going back anyway? Like, we're opening full Ooh. on with just less than two months of school to yeah, go. Yeah, so we have seven months of or seven seven months, weeks, seven yeah. weeks of yeah. instruction left in the school year. Seven weeks. After spring break, yeah. Seven weeks. Is it a, I mean, should we have just waited? Should we have just finished this out? Here's the thing. I cannot land anywhere solidly as far as how I feel about it, because there are students 
you know, and being with the cohort C students, there are students who need to be in school five days a week. They are struggling and just far beyond the average struggle. You know, they're so much so that they may need to go back a grade Mm. and just kind of restart press a restart to their whole educational career. I bet that's going to happen a lot. I bet there's going to be quite a few uh, that it, have to redo it this year. Uh, so that is at the parents' discretion. And is it? Mo- yeah. Oh, okay. And most parents don't want to do that. Mm. You know, it's kind of a pride thing at this point. I got you. So, yeah, when it's in those early years, K through second, it's even, at the... So even if they fail... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Still at the parents. Di- uh, yeah. Okay. I yeah. didn't know that. Yep. Um, so while I think that there's a large number of students who definitely are going to benefit from the last seven weeks of being there Monday through Friday every day, um, there's also a small handful who I think that the shoes might end up being reversed. The kids who are really, really doing well with their separate cohorts are probably going to struggle with the mm. five days a week um, because those are the kids that need stability and they need to understand what's happening and they need to know. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They thrive on consistency and this is just throwing another wrench into it and it's the very last part of the year. So they're going to have just enough time to get acclimated and then school's over. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But then you're going to have your students who are going to end up thriving but they've been struggling this entire time. So it's just, I, and on top of that, I'm not the only one in my position that doesn't know where exactly I'm going to be placed. It's across the board district wide that, you know, they have, we've all been in these positions for eight, nine, almost 10 months at this point, Yeah, you know, and these students have been with us for that amount of time. And elementary students really cling to their teachers. For middle school and high school students, it's not that big of a deal. They switch teachers all the time anyway. Yeah. You know, it's still hard for sure. But for elementary students, they they cling to those teachers. It's their constant. And to just rip them the last part of the year. <laughs> <sighs> and well, this yeah. will have marked exactly a year. Yeah. Since we yep. took them off going full time because it was over spring break where they decided, hey, we're not going to come back like normal. Uh-huh. Uh huh. In fact, we didn't come back at all, right? Yeah. We immediately we started with well, online it... only, didn't we? Right uh, after. Right after spring break. Yeah, because I don't think they introduced like the cohort stuff for a while. No, they didn't introduce the co- the cohort stuff for a while. That's you're right about that. But right. I. Did we, were we still not doing the two more weeks or an ex? Yeah, I guess because it was considered an extended spring break mm-hmm. and that happened the week before spring break, correct? Right. Right. I think so. And we had plans to come back after spring break. Mm-hmm. But then everything. And then everything went shut up down. in flames. Went to poop. Yeah. You're right. It's a crazy it's been a crazy 365 days. For did real. I did I tell you the genius idea that I had? I mean, you have so many. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, uh, so I was driving around the other day listening to music from musicals. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, and Seasons of Love came on. Oh, yeah, you told me about this. Did I? Yeah, go ahead and... I don't think you shared it on the show. I couldn't remember if I did or not. And so, just FYI, if I share this here and then I find out that somebody does this, I'm, like, (laughs) claiming copyright or something. I don't know. I don't know. Um, But I heard Seasons of Love from Rent, and immediately listening to the words, I was like, this would be brilliant to do a slideshow for like from the district's perspective of the last 365 days of doing school virtually through a global pandemic. You know, it's something that obviously none of us have ever done. And anyway, just the words to that song, I was like, this is perfect. Brilliant (laughs) idea. But you're such a procrastinator that you have literally waited until the last second and nobody's going to want to do this. We don't even know where we're going. I know. You want us to waste time singing a song from Rent? Yeah. There's not even a current reference that anyone knows. I know. (laughs) It kind of makes me sad, honestly. All right. Well, let's take a break here. When we come back, we've got a top list. But first, this week in Nerdy News. Stick around. This week in nerdy news, this is LTNN. It's been several months since Inner Sloth has announced their upcoming new Among Us map, the airship, and yet we still have no word on when it will actually release. Could be this week sometime. Who knows? But during a recent Trainwrecks TV stream, Pokimane, a prominent Twitch streamer, announced that she was helping Hafu and Five Up, two other prominent streamers, create their own map. Here's what she said. Five Up and Hafu are making a map, which I'm also helping fund, and it's going to come out before the new map. I don't even know when the new map's going to come out, but there's going to be another map. It's going to be cooler. It's going to be better. It's going to be awesome. Period. Now, what's unclear here is if this is an official tie-in with Innersloth, something that will be made publicly available through the main game itself, or if this is a mod, as modding has become quite popular in the community, bringing in new game modes, new roles to play, even new outfits that has kept the game fresh while we wait on bigger updates. And as of right now, we have no further updates on the new airship map or this possibly custom map coming from some popular streamers. So keep an eye out. Warner Brothers TV tweeted that they were so excited to welcome Michelle Gomez to DC's Doom Patrol Season 3. She will step into the role of Madame Rogue, a complicated and electrifying eccentric who arrives at Doom Manor with a very specific mission. If only she could remember it. And lastly, I'm getting some serious 90s vibes as Dotimu, Tribute Games, and Nickelodeon have joined forces to announce Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge, a side-scrolling brawler with multiplayer that looks very similar to that arcade game of our childhoods that we knew and loved. A release date is yet to be set, but you can put it on your wish list right now over at Steam. That was This Week in Nerdy News. I'm Radio Matt, and this is LTNN.
Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And we've got a top list coming up for you. And then later in the show, we're going to talk about Burger King. But before we do anything else, I've got five random facts for you. They're not random. About, oh, okay, not about napping? No, not, not about napping. napping. Facts. No, I didn't want to try and figure those out. So. <laughs> um, teens are divided on whether they spend too much or too little time playing video games. A quarter of teens, roughly 26%, believe they spend too much time playing video games, while a similar, at 22%, uh, feel that they spend too little time doing so. So at least the majority feel like they spend too much you know i feel like at a certain point i wouldn't have believed that there would be someone who could genuinely think they don't play enough video games but i feel like i'm in that camp right now oh my god i feel like i don't play enough video games i mean <laughs> even i will say you know our friend uh tyranny she posted the like a uh uh shoot a quiz what is your video game personality mm. or something and blah, blah, blah. Um, and so I went to go take it and yeah. I was like, I don't play enough video games to take this. <laughs> I don't understand any of these references. <laughs> well, and it wasn't even real references to anything. It was just, uh, anyway, stuff that I could not answer <laughs> because I definitely don't play enough video games. <laughs> Uh, the fingertips of a koala are so indistinguishable from a human's that they have on occasion been confused at a crime scene. Okay, I guess we're, okay, so we're, we're talking about, like, the fingerprints part. I'm like... Oh, I did say fingertips, and it is definitely fingerprints. fingerprints. Okay, yeah, I'm like, sorry. koala fingers do not look like human fingers. Yeah. <laughs> you are mistaken. That's true. <laughs> Yeah, fingerprints. Sorry. Um, e I've seen Sing. That, <laughs> that guy did not have human fingers. <laughs> wow. Um, each year, March and June end on the same day of the week. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In early 2000, Netflix founders Reed Hastings and Mark Randolph offered to sell the company to Blockbuster for $50 million. Mm. Mm -hmm. mm hmm. I remember that. And Blockbuster decided, nah, yeah, we're going to do our own mail from home thing. Uh huh. We're good. <laughs> and then just. I know. Bye, Blockbuster. Can you imagine what the world would be like 21 years later? I, I would feel much more comfortable with uh, Netflix being in the hands of Blockbuster than I am Netflix being in the hands of Netflix. I mean, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. And lastly, researchers reported a 2% decrease in SAT scores when tests were administered after daylight savings time. Ooh, yeah. No, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. We're going to be feeling this hour for uh, the next, what, I think we figured it was like three weeks yeah. after that. Like, yep. it's a long time, mm -hmm. much longer than you assume to get acclimated. Yeah, much uh, longer than it is actually beneficial for. Yeah. Like New Mexico is now... The closest it's ever been to passing a law that we're going to stop changing times. Really? Like, I think it is, I think it's passed both, uh, both state Congress hmm. houses or whatever. I mean, the only thing that needs to happen for it to actually follow through is, you know, California to do it. And then, <laughs> then we'll do it. Then we'll do it. Then our government will be like, well, we ought to do it. Um, Anything California politics does. Politics aside. Uh, <laughs> but uh, 
what's weird about our bill, and it's always the same bill every year it gets introduced and gets closer and closer to actually being passed, is that for some reason we're trying to choose to stay on daylight savings time. While most other states, I think all other states that have passed similar things have stayed off daylight savings time. So if this passes, then it'll it'll actually work pretty well for us because us anyway, because we're so close to the border of Texas, half the year will be the same time as Texas. Oh, that would be genius. Right. But Gene, oh my gosh, can we please? But those living closer to Arizona. Okay. Uh, all year long, we'll be two hours ahead of Arizona. Wow. Because Arizona doesn't change. Right. But they're off daylight savings time. So that would be weird. That would be weird. But it would weird, be nice to but... have six months of being right in lockstep with Texas. Heck yeah. Yeah. No more having to figure out, okay, it takes me about an hour and 45 to get to Lubbock. My appointment is at this time. But they're an hour ahead, so I really need to leave by this time to get there on time. Oh, gosh, yeah. Like, uh, every time we fly out of uh, Lubbock or uh-huh. somewhere like that, we're like, we try and set it as early as possible. And we'll set it for like, you know, we'll do a, we'll do like a 7 a.m. flight. That's all right. We'll get up at, we'll get up at 5. We'll get over there. And then no. after we booked it, oh, crap, we got to get up at 4. Uh-huh. Oh, this is a mistake. Yep. <laughs> Exactly. We're staying the night in Lubbock. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Awful. Uh, all right. We've got a, we're going to try something a little different today. Uh, we've been doing the Twitter thing and I'm uh-huh. going to try and take a break from it. Okay. See if this works better. We're doing top lists. This is a weird top list to start with already, but uh, we'll see what we can make of it. The top list is called 10 clever jokes and observations that everybody on the planet makes. Okay. All right. All right. The first one is that Ironic by Alanis Morissette is not an ironic song. Why is it not an ironic song? Have you never I come know to this? the entire song and by And you've heart. never come to this conclusion? No. Pretty much nothing in her song is actually uh, irony. I'll read read the description. Okay. So in 1994, Alanis Morissette wrote a song called Ironic, featuring a whole bunch of scenarios that were more unfortunate twists of fate than they were truly ironic. Now many people have no clue what actual irony is, but they sure know what it isn't. So for near 20 years, people have been poking fun at this, expertly pointing out that nothing she sings about is ironic, and then cleverly butchering the it's like rain to drive home their expert points. So rain on your wedding day, that's just unfortunate. It would be ironic if, uh, well, what would, it's, see, I don't even know how to exactly say what ironic is now. It's too early in the morning. Uh, let's see. (laughs) Even if it does rain on your wedding day, it's your own fault anyway. Anyway, you should have rented a tent. Uh, (laughs) but no, uh, I wish they had more things here, but yeah, everything that she's, everything that she lists is more just bad luck. It's not irony. Irony has to have a twist involving the actual, the actual event. Like, gosh, I had a perfect example of this and I can't remember now. Uh, okay. It's like finding... A 
spoon when all you need is a knife. What what's the difference there? Uh, hold on. Or meeting the man of your dreams and then meeting his beautiful wife. That's still not irony. <laughs> but I'm saying. Uh, okay. I'm asking you to give the situation that would make it I'm ironic. Trying, I'm trying to get here. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is awful. I'm looking for so things. So we've already called this, this list bluff because it says 10 clever jokes and observations that everybody on the planet makes. Well, well guess what? Not, number you one, never, you are never. Mo does not agree with. We are, you are never. Ironic uh, by Alanis is one of my favorites. It's a good song. I will belt it out. But now I may have to change ironic to unfortunate just because. <laughs> uh, even Alanis Morissette recognizes that it's not ironic. Okay. <laughs> I mean, Alanis Morissette recognizes that it's not ironic to shut y'all up. <laughs> sure, fine. It's uh, not ironic. I don't care. Whatever. In a... Uh, like I made the money. Of, a spoof of her own song that she did with uh, James Corden. They sang, "It's singing ironic when there are no ironies." Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I can't. I'm. I'm sad. I'll, I can't give I'll you. I'll look it I can't up. I'll give fi- you a. I'll figure it out later. Move on to number two. <laughs> We're, we're still just at number one. I'm so upset right now. And I'm sure the listeners are frustrated with me, too. I'm sure. <clears throat> but it's okay. Now they understand my pain on a regular basis. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Okay, hold on. What? Irony would be... Uh, irony would be... Wanting an outdoor wedding because you think having an indoor wedding would be too depressing. And then it rains on your wedding day. Okay. That would be irony. That you made a decision to avoid a depressing situation and then it happened anyway after you made your decision. Well, that's ironic. See, maybe the real issue is that I listen to music differently than most people because I realize that there's a story to be told, but you only have like three minutes to sing your song. (laughs) And so do the work for yourself and find the irony in the snippet of the story that Alanis gives you and just enjoy the song for what it is. All right. Number nine on the list of, <laughs> of uh, clever jokes and va- observations that everybody on the planet makes. MTV doesn't play music. Well, okay. I mean, right about that. So, but when was the last time you watched MTV? I mean, it's been years for me. Years. Yeah. Yeah. But the last time I did watch MTV, there was no music. The, the only time I played music was like between midnight and 3 a.m. Yes. The super early mornings. <laughs> but... I brought up in my fifth grade class a few weeks ago how MTV, somebody actually said, what does MTV stand for? And I said, music television. You know, back when I was your age, that's what MTV was. It was music and music videos. And they actually played good music videos. And they're like, MTV still does that. Hmm. We have music videos and we have a top 10 countdown every day. And I was like, okay, maybe I should start actually 
turning on MTV for more than just ridiculousness. <laughs> yeah, I think they were still doing like countdowns and stuff. Like they PRL. were part of shows. Yeah, but they were part of shows, larger shows. Um, when I was a kid, yeah, there was no like programming. It was just constant music videos. Yeah. Yeah. I, that is true. <laughs> yeah. It was like the radio, except on a TV channel. With the best music videos ever. <laughs> Number eight, pro wrestling is fake. I mean, we know. Hold on. I need you to I need you to say that louder for those in the I said, back. I said it very I. loud. I.e. my son. <laughs> he knows. He knows it's fake. Does he, though? He does. Does he? But it's also... <laughs> So is everything else you watch. So let us enjoy it. Uh, Avengers okay. is fake. Okay. No, listen, that is fair. That might be the easiest and yet most logical argument I've ever heard to it. That's fair. Go ahead. Watch your, your wrestling. Appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> the Star Wars prequels. And now I guess we could update this to the sequel series as well. We're just so, so bad. I mean. Yeah. I liked them. I'm very yeah. forgiving of movies and shows and things, though. Like, I will. I tend to find things to enjoy in these movies enough to where I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll watch that again. While... At the same time, I'll be coming out with a theater with a thousand people that are like, that's the worst thing. They ruined everything. They destroyed the series. <laughs> I'm like, I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> I always feel the same way. But then I wonder if it's because I'm not like a super fan. Mm. No. And see, that's that's something that's come to my mind, too. But uh, even for things that I'm that I am super fan of. Yeah. I'll enjoy the movies that everybody else hated. Well, see, and to me, when I think of a super fan for Star Wars, since mm -hmm. that's what this is about, Kara is the first person that comes to my mind. Mm. She is genuinely a super fan of Star Wars. Yeah. Her girls are both super fans at this point. Kevin, yeah, for the most part, yeah, but not kinda. as much. Yeah. Um, but she has never once really complained, except for super tiny minor things here and there. Overall, her feeling of all the sequels and prequels is that she enjoys them. And I do think that's a, I think that's maybe the crux of the issue, especially with fandom based yeah. uh, series, is that most people who are complaining will take those few things and say that just ruins the whole yeah. movie. Yeah. And then throw the whole movie out mm. while Kara's doing it wiser. Yeah, there's a few parts I would have done differently, but overall, yeah. it was all right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's Look, I get you don't. I don't. I know you don't like the midichlorians. I get it. I know it's weird that Palpatine was still alive and also happened to be a daddy and a granddaddy. I get it. All these things are weird and gross. But I feel like that's <laughs> kind of how Star Wars does things. Like they, when you're first introduced to something. It's kind of weird and it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But then as the story begins to unfold through future sequels, you know, or spinoffs or whatever, you begin to be able to connect the dots more clearly. Yeah. And you're like, oh, OK. Well, here's the problem, I think, is is we have developed, uh, especially in like sci fi stuff and, and, you know, these fandom areas we develop in our own heads. uh 
what should happen next. Like we, we create theories about where this is going, what should be coming next. It's especially prevalent in like the comic book movies, even yeah. with WandaVision. Yeah. I think it's the biggest one that just happened. We'll try not to do any spoilers here, but there were a whole host of people who, who were let down, expected yeah. something to some like several specific things to happen yeah. by the end of that show that none of them happened. And because they had built their expectations up so high with what would have been cool. Yeah. But they had built their expectations up so high that they convinced themselves it was supposed to happen. And then I remember looking at like the boards, like the Reddit boards and whatever, when there was just one episode left and like, who. Oh, they got a lot they have to cram into 45 minutes if all this stuff's really going to be true. Yeah. And so you could hear it just, you could hear it through the internet, mm-hmm. just the, the communal, oh no, yep. <laughs> what have we done to ourselves? Mm-hmm. But when you don't look at it through all those lenses of what, what you think would be cool to happen at the end, the WandaVision story was fantastic. It Absolutely. ended great. Yeah. It ended beautifully. And yeah, there were some questions left at the end. There was supposed to be. This is leading into a bigger story. But <laughs> because so many people were, were just so ticked off that they didn't get the specific cameo or or word or or anything that they wanted, that they just chucked the whole thing. Like, well, that was a waste of three months. You know, we can totally... Um take this to like a biblical standpoint at some point and just really talk about the dangers of looking far too far ahead. Yeah. That's kind of what church nerds does on Friday. They take a, oh, no, 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 sorry. we can step on it. It's all right. But that's <laughs> what they do. So like first segment, they talk about something in nerdy culture and the second segment, they apply that, uh, to faith yeah. aspect. Yeah. Yeah. So I like that idea. Mm-hmm. Keep that in mind. All right. All right. Next up, uh, gas prices are crazy. I mean, yeah, they are. And they're going up right now. So enjoy Mm -hmm. that, America. Have fun. Number five, the Rolling Stones are old as heck. Are they all still alive? I have no idea. I feel like they can't all be still alive. I was silent for a reason with that one. (laughs) Four, man, X current pop culture phenomenon sure does suck. Uh, Twilight, Justin Bieber, Fifty Shades of Grey, Transformers, <laughs> Rebecca Black, Octomom, Survivor, <laughs> whatever you have in there. It's more about the culture of complaining. <laughs> wow. Right? Yeah, yeah. That just ruined my whole Monday. <laughs> Man. Number three, it feels like Christmas comes earlier every year. That's because you're getting old and time is passing more quickly. And soon you will be meeting the grim specter of death. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yep. So just enjoy that for a little while. Number two, fun sized candy bars are too small to be fun. I mean, that's, I mean, you're right. If it were going to be fun, it would be twice as big. No, fun things come in tiny packaging. Thank you very much. Uh huh. Yes. Yes. What's fun about less candy, Mo? Listen, we can't call ourselves supersized, okay? We can't call ourselves... I don't know. I can't think of another one. All I could think was supersized. Why? Because I'm fat? <laughs> I, I love I I've love had I about enough of those comments. <laughs> Gosh. I don't mince words, Matthew. That's true. You don't. You mince meat. Fat. 
Oh, I've never had mincemeat. Um, <laughs> Sounds gross. Mm-hmm. Just I don't even know what it is, but just the word mincemeat. And I don't really know where I was going with my argument, so we can move on. But you're small. <laughs> you're small and you want to be known as fun. Fun. That's right. And you're afraid if we don't call fun size candy bars fun, yeah. then how could you be fun? Exactly. <laughs> Yes, thank you for getting me back on track. <laughs> you remind me of a, an episode of The Office that you haven't seen. Oh. Where uh, I think they're they're debating whether or not, um, oh gosh, what's her name? Jennifer Garner, I think. Okay. Uh, is hot. Hot or attractive. That's the two separate things. Okay. And uh, Kelly Kapoor at one point just breaks down. Look, if you're saying that she's not hot, that you're saying that I'm not hot because... It's Hillary Swank. It's obviously, I'm not as hot as Hillary Swank. And it runs off. Okay. <laughs> like you're making a correlation <laughs> based on something that has nothing to do with you. Okay. Yeah. That's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hillary Swank. That's right. That was a weird episode. Uh, and then lastly, ouch, right in the childhood. Basically, my childhood's being destroyed by this or that. I felt that way uh, when I found out they're rebooting Rugrats. Yeah. For Paramount Plus in a CGI version. I'm like, no, Rugrats was perfect. Don't don't go back and do more Rugrats. Okay. See, here's the thing. When Deidre heard this, how did she feel? Has she I'm not sure it? she's heard it yet. Okay. I need you to figure that out. Also, I don't think she ever watched it, though, as a kid. Oh, no? She didn't really have Nickelodeon access. Oh, okay. So... Chris and I were listening and, you know, heard the LTNN. Yeah. Um, and Chris was like, immediately, this is the two separate personalities. Okay. <laughs> immediately, he has the exact same reaction. Oh, really? Don't do that. You're just going to ruin it. Every time they try and reboot anything from my childhood, they ruin it. It sucks. And I'm like, yes, Rugrats for the win. Bringing it back. Bringing real cartoon television to our kids and we both just kind of sat there for a second looking at each other like how are we even married (laughs) we are so different (laughs) um one of the examples that this article gives is learning that stephanie from full house became a drug addict was that a thing oh yeah that was a storyline in the updated series? No, no, in real life. Jody Sweden. Oh, okay. That makes a little bit more, I mean, I don't want to say it makes more sense, but I mean, it, it makes a little bit more sense when it comes to what I was thinking about the story. I'm like, Fuller House would really go yeah, no. into that? No. She okay. was married to a police officer. Oh, and you know what? I think I remember hearing Just about like that. a lot of people, she was prescribed a medicine and yeah, got took on tongue. a whole, yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that happens. Mm-hmm. That happens a lot. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, that's a very insensitive article then. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she's no longer a drug addict. She has right. gone through recovery. Right, so. right, right. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. Well, uh, that was a list. Mm-hmm. I mean, it made a lot of good points, but it was also weird. Hope you enjoyed it. So we won't be doing that again. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, goodness gracious, Burger King, what are you doing? But first, five bonus random facts. Stick around. It's Mo from the Back Row Morning Show, and I've got five random facts for you. 
Once the park closes for the night, feral cats prowl the streets of Disneyland, keeping the rodent population under control. Disneyland has been using them as pest control ever since feeding them and giving them medical care in addition to housing. Nearly 3% of the ice in Antarctic glaciers is penguin urine. Video games might slow down the aging process. In one study, just 10 hours of play led to increased cognitive functioning in participants 50 years and older, improvement that lasted for several years. The M's in M&M's stands for Mars and Murray, Forrest Mars and Bruce Murray, the two businessmen who created the candy-coated chocolates. And Donkey Kong Jr., the 1982 sequel to Donkey Kong, is the only video game where Mario officially stars as the villain. For more fun facts and hilarious nonsense, tune in to the Back Row Morning Show Monday through Thursday at 7 a.m. and again at 9 a.m. Central here on LTN Radio. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And today we're talking Burger King's latest flop. But first, we're going to play a quick round of Who Said It. What? This, this time I got quotes from Gary Oldman's Commissioner Gordon from okay. Batman and the Dark Knight Trilogy. Okay. And Sirius Black from the Harry Potter movies. Great. Haven't you watched all the Harry Potter movies multiple times? Yeah, but... All right then. <laughs> Matthew. And everybody loves the Dark Knight franchise. Unless it has singing like every other 10 minutes, I don't fully watch movies. Really? Yes. <laughs> well, this is going to be fun then. We've got <laughs> Mo's going to guess uh, who said which quote. And uh, we've got 20 of them. Okay. And is it timed? It's time. Five Great. minutes. Great. All right, you ready? Yeah. Here we go. Now this evil rises from where we tried to bury it. Commissioner Gordon or Sirius Black? Um, Gordon. Right. Well, he moonlights as a low-level enforcer. Commissioner Gordon or Sirius Black? Gordon. Right. If we're going to play games, I'm going to need a cup of coffee. Gordon or Black? Black. Wrong. Ooh. We've all got both light and dark inside of us. What matters is the part we choose to act on. That's Black. who we really are. Black? Correct. Actually, this time I saved him. Black. Wrong. Ooh. I never cared who you were, but shouldn't the people know the hero who saved them? Oh, man. Gordon? Correct. I think you're trying to help, but I've been wrong before. Black. Wrong. <laughs> the ones that love us never really leave us. Black. Correct. That was a noble thing you did back there. He doesn't deserve it. Oh, seriously. <laughs> um, black. Correct. I would have gotten that one wrong. Then you should have died. Oh, wait. Yeah, then you should have died. Died rather than betray your friends, as we would have done for you. Mm. <sighs> I don't know. Black. Correct. 
I'm sorry, I couldn't risk your safety. Oh my gosh. Black. <laughs> Wrong. I would have died before I betrayed them. Gordon? Wrong. Wow. I'm no rat. In a town this bent, who's there to rat to anyway? Okay, Gordon? Correct. If you want to know what a man's like, take a good look at how he treats his inferiors, not his equals. Black. Good job. So we'll hunt him because he can take it. Because he's not our hero. He's a silent guardian, a watchful protector. Gordon? Yeah. Why don't you run along and play with your chemistry set? I hope it's black. Correct. <laughs> What's life without a little risk? Oh, man. Uh, black. Correct. Once again, you've put your keen and penetrating mind to the task and, as usual, come to the wrong conclusion. Black. Correct. There's enough filth on my ro robes without you touching them. Black? I feel like, yeah. That was a very brave thing you did. That's it? Yeah. That, that's the quote? That's the whole one. Gordon. Correct. Hey! Yeah, 15 out of 20. Hey. You got 75%. You know what? Average score is 80%, but. Whatever. Still pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Better than I'm, I think you expected, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Good job. Yeah. Yeah, they're very similar, uh, or have very similar lines, I guess. Yeah. All right. Well, guys, Burger King is uh, the only fast food chain to now be the main focus of an episode of our show now Three times. Really? In a trilogy of terrible, terrible marketing decisions. So first up, do you remember the Moldy Whopper? Yes. It was where they had, uh, they were trying to poke fun at the fact that McDonald's has, you know, there's a guy out there that has a McDonald's burger from 20 years ago that doesn't right. have any mold on it. That's because it dries out before it molds, and then it doesn't mold because it's dried out. Mm -hmm. that's, how, that's why it's not because it's fake. It's not because it's all crammed with preservatives. I mean, it is, but everything is. Uh, it's because it dries out. Yeah. <clears throat> so what they did is they put a Whopper on a time lapse and just let that thing mold up. And then they use that as a commercial. Uh-huh. Thinking that, yeah, that makes me want to eat Burger King. No. A moldy Whopper. Wrong. Mm, 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 <laughs> mm. So that was number one. Number two were, were the unhappy meals. Do you remember that? It was where you basically go get a, oh, a Whopper yes. extra value yes. meal in a special box. You could have the salty meal, mm -hmm. the unhappy meal, yeah, the depressed meal, uh -huh. angry meal, all kinds of things. But they started getting in trouble because... They're like, so what you're saying is when we have mental health issues, we should just try to combat them with fast food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, no, no, that's, that's not what we're, we're, I mean, that's kind of what we're saying, but, but men, you should see mental health professionals that had to backtrack everything again. <laughs> mm -hmm. So have you heard the latest one? No. I really hope you haven't because I uh, want to surprise you. No, with this. I haven't. Okay. So, <laughs> Burger King's attempt to highlight gender disparity in the restaurant industry with a provocative tweet has backfired. 
last Monday, which was International Women's Day, you uh-huh. might recall, the Twitter account for uh, Burger King UK tweeted, women belong in the kitchen. <laughs> what? And what they meant was, women belong yeah. with us yeah. in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But of course they know what that line <laughs> provokes. <laughs> they knew what they were doing. <laughs> I would hope. In the series right? yeah, in the series of subsequent threaded tweets, the fast food giant pointed out the lack of female chefs in the restaurant business. The next tweet said, if they want to, of course. Yet only 20% of chefs are women. We're on a mission to change the gender ratio in our restaurant industry by empowering female employees with the opportunity to pursue a culinary career. The chain then highlighted its new scholarship program for female employees to pursue their culinary dreams. But later in the day, Burger King UK, before deleting the tweet, tweeted an apology. We got our initial tweet wrong, and, and we're sorry. Our aim was to draw attention to the fact that only 20% of professional chefs in the UK kitchens are women, and to help change that. (laughs) No. That still seems offensive. (laughs) I mean, just looking at the screenshot of this tweet, women belong in the kitchen. (laughs) Who thought... How? How does this happen? This had to have... Right? This had to have gone through multiple people. This can't be... Just the rogue one guy in charge of the social media making this. Like, this was a calculated advertisement for their new culinary scholarship program, and this is what they decided on. I don't know. I don't know. There's there's so... I don't know. Even their explanation of why they wanted to do it is still uh, offensive. (laughs) It's not... Right, anyway, so before it was de- before it was deleted, it got one hundred and sixty three thousand retweets, one hundred and seventy one thousand quote tweets, so over three hundred thousand retweets essentially. Uh, <laughs> the initial tweet left Twitter users grilling the fast food chain. Uh, Once uh, Becca Beckerly mm-hmm. says, "Please don't use sexism as clickbait." The men in my mentions proves the damage you're causing by doing this. Uh, women belong. Yeah, I mean, she even tweeted the entire thing out. Women belong in the kitchen if they want to, of course. Those first two tweets in one tweet to prove that you could have just done this in one tweet. And at least then it would have undercut it a bit. Yeah. Instead of. And what the the problem was, I believe, the problem was is they did that initial tweet and then the next tweet was a reply to the first tweet, not necessarily showing up on the main page. Like you had to click on that first tweet to see, to see the, reply. The, the thread, okay. I believe. Uh, but either way, <laughs> uh, Snark Grapefruit says there's better ways to draw attention to something that don't, uh, that don't include using the most sexist trope ever. Uh, young Cat Girl says this is, a, this is such a weird tweet. How did this get through higher ups? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> after they apologized, Burger King had another tweet that says, We decided to delete the original tweet after our apology. It was brought to our attention that there were abusive comments in the thread, and we don't want to leave the space open for that. <laughs> That's not even... 
that's not even an apology because they're then putting blame on the people who commented underneath. They're not saying that their original tweet was the issue. The commenters yeah. below were the issue. There are there are people being sexist in the comments. I <laughs> of our <sexist> tweet. <laughs> already am not a fan of Burger King. <sighs> and this just adds. So, One more tally mark as to why I won't eat there. <laughs> I mean, so this is a, a I mean, a, a larger problem, not just with Burger King. Burger King seems to have the most uh, consistent face palms. But, <laughs> I mean, marketing like this has gotten edgier already all around. Like, there, there are so many companies that, especially on Twitter, like, they hire somebody to snarkily reply to things as a you know as a joke but as a way to like insert their brand into things i that I, I remember that even happened with one of my tweets and it wasn't a snarky response but it was the fact that they replied to one of my tweets was super weird i tweeted uh as back baptist uh my pastor's coming over for dinner i hope he doesn't see my dirt devil and dirt devil replied to my tweet saying we promise we won't tell or something like that and I'm like, this is weird. Yeah. Why is why is a vacuum cleaner responding to me? <laughs> My joke tweet. But I mean, I think it really took off with Wendy's because Wendy's has turned their Twitter account into a living meme. They throw shade at everybody. They make jokes. They they say things that could be deemed offensive, but because that's been the character consistently now for the last several years, it's it's part of the meme, and people laugh about it, and they know not to take it seriously. While in this case, Burger King normally tweets normal things and then sprinkles in, women belong in the kitchen. <laughs> and there's no, there's no indication that uh, this is a joke <laughs> right off the bat because that's not what that Twitter account does. Have you ever been? Have you ever seen the Wendy's tweets? No, I haven't. Let me see what they got going on right now, because I'm curious. <laughs> Just want to know. All right, so the the uh, <laughs> the the description or the profile uh, description here says we like our tweets the same way we like to make our hamburgers better than anyone expects from a fast food joint. Uh, let's see. We've got a oh, weird. I don't know what they're doing. They're doing something weird right now. With uh... okay, mm-hmm. sorry. Mm-hmm. We are going to do their replies. Let's look at their replies. I bet that's going to be better. Okay. <clears throat> uh, actually, I guess it's harder to find these things. Most of these replies are just. We hate to see that. DM us with this location. <laughs> Uh wow. Okay, this is harder than I thought. Let's 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 do a list here. Okay. Wendy's Savage Tweets. I bet if I Google that, we'll pull it up. Here we go. Twenty plus hilarious roast by Wendy's Twitter. (laughs) All right. (laughs) All right. Wow, okay, these are long threads. Nothing works right today for me. What is this ad in the middle of the page? Go away. I can't read anything. <sighs> McDonald's uh, tweeted out, Today we've announced that by mid-2018, all quarter pounders 
at the majority of our restaurants will be cooked with fresh beef. Wendy's replies, so you'll still use frozen beef in most of your burgers in all of your restaurants, right? <laughs> Asking for a friend. Uh, <laughs> tell me I'm not wrong. I can't get rid of this ad and it's annoying. Yeah. It's right it, in the middle of the right page. Right in the middle of the page. Uh, Bored Panda, get your life together here. Wendy's uh, was asked, uh, I want Wendy's, but my girlfriend wants McDonald's. What do I do? Wendy says there are plenty of fish in the sea. Mm-hmm. Dump her. Oh, <laughs> uh, so Black McDonald's <laughs> posted a, a broken tweet by accident. It says Black Friday, and then they have a spot there. Need copy and link, meaning that they had put this spot in like a, a pre-programmed tweet okay. uh, thing, and they were supposed to come back and fix this before it went out, and they didn't. Wendy's replied. When the tweets are as broken as the ice cream machines. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, friendship goals. Uh, Sniper Swiper said, my friends like Wendy's, but I don't. What do I tell them? Wendy's replied, apologize for being wrong. Mm-hmm. I mean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there was a whole... Uh, discussion between Wendy's and another, you know, like a, just a no, normal person where they said, Wendy's quit telling everybody that your beef is, is fresh and never frozen. We all know you're lying. And, uh, he said, you think you just have like stacks of hot meat sitting around all, all over the place all the time. They have to be frozen at some point. And, <laughs> and Wendy's replied, did, do you, did you forget that refrigerators exist? <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. Let's see if there's anything else here. Well, someone just asked Wendy straight up, "Who's running this savage page?" Mm. And they said, three dogs in a trench coat pretending to be human." Nice. I mean, how, that's that's a fast food burger chain chain's response. Yeah, <laughs> to a customer. <laughs> yeah, we're three dogs in a trench coat pretending to be human. That's that's doing this kind of stuff on the regular, properly, properly mm-hmm. to where it's funny. Yeah. Uh, let's see, Wendy's. Can you give me relationship advice? If you're asking a fast food Twitter, this uh, this relationship might be doomed. Mm-hmm. wow so the problem with uh, again the problem with the burger king thing is that they try they try to do this be controversial in a way that ultimately makes everybody laugh and instead it just landed so poorly because that's not what people expected did wendy's reply I, I would have loved I, to have I, seen uh, Wendy's like response did to this. This at- comment on Burger King. <clears throat> mm, that's last year. No, probably uh, not. I guess no. not. That would have been you missed an opportunity, that Wendy's. Been pretty neat. Yeah. Uh, let's see, can I set this to where it's everything's changed? Uh, past week, maybe. Oh, wait. Yeah? Really? Wait, wait, maybe. What? Hold on, huh? hold on, wait. Okay. 
Dun, dun, no, dun, dun. no, oh, that looks like oh, it. Darn, I thought, I thought. <sighs> but the other, the other side of this coin is that there is that idea that there's no such thing as bad advertising or bad publicity, rather. And so somebody responded with a list of what they thought that they're thinking here is make a single controversial tweet, faux outrage makes newspapers and social media feeds, save yourselves millions in advertising, laugh and sell burgers. Mm. So do you think that that could be the outcome here? That they've, they, like, I, I get that that probably was the outcome with the unhappy meals because even though it was probably a bad idea and it was insensitive to the mental health community, overall, people got a chuckle out of it. I want a salty meal. You know, I want a, I want an angry meal. I get that. And that probably worked. But this, like, you see a lot of tweet responses like, wow, never eating a Burger King again because of stuff like this. Mm-hmm. But do you think that the, the overall... Publicity would outweigh the the negative publicity? I mean... The fact that they had it at all? To be completely honest, I don't think that... I don't think that publicity does a whole lot of anything anymore, to be com- completely honest. You don't think so? I really don't. I really, really don't. Um, because it's not in your face as much as it was when we were kids. That's true. But... That could also be the reasoning behind something like this, because the only place that you see stuff now is when a trend on social media. Sure. But I think what has happened is we have a generation of people who are loyal to certain restaurants, certain stores, certain, you know what I mean? They've, it's been instilled in us. Mm. It's our, our generation. It's been instilled in us since we were kids. We have our favorites. We already know where we're going to go to get a new, to get a burger or to get a milkshake. You know what I mean? We, we already have that picked out. We are then passing that down to our kids. It will go on into the next generation. <laughs> Publicity isn't doing any good or bad really one way or the other. I think. Because you've got a whole group of people who are already so invested and attached to what they think is the best burger or the best chain. Yeah, you know, you're probably not wrong about that, at least for uh, like established yeah. restaurants, chains, brands, and things yeah. like that. They've been around for decades and decades. Mm-hmm. You're probably not wrong there. Uh, now, if it were newer restaurants and brands and whatever, then yeah, publicity have to be good because people would know you exist. But when was the but last nobody time... nobody doesn't know Burger King exists. Right. When <laughs> was the last time that you saw a small mom and pop chain grow bigger and turn into something in more than just one state or more than just a town? I mean, truly. Well, I mean, that's how it happens, though, right? Yes, exactly. That is how. And then they get to spread Sure, out. exactly. That is how it happens. But when was the last time that it happened? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> that's the thing. We, You've got your small mom and pop restaurants or shops or whatever that people in that town are going to be loyal to. But when you travel outside of it, nobody knows. Even mm. like Blake's Whataburger. Yeah. You know, I can't even get one of those here. Yeah. 
They're only in our state. Exactly. (laughs) And truthfully, I think that that's just because advertising isn't what it used to be. Mm. You know, what um, out of sight, out of mind kind of thing. You know, we're not seeing advertisements for Blake's here ever. It's only when you travel outside of town and... You pass one and you're like, oh, yeah, I forgot. That's a really good. We're going to eat there. You know what I mean? Right. Out of sight, out of mind. It, it, you're already invested. You already have your favorites. You're going to stick to that regardless of how stupid or offensive their publicity stunts are. You're still going to go back. If you prefer a Whopper over a double cheeseburger, you're going to go buy the Whopper at Burger King, regardless of what they say. But who are you? Because I want to know who you are so I can cut you out of my life. <laughs> anybody who prefers Burger King to anything else, just... I mean... And again, that might be colored by our terrible Burger King here. Again, I really... I just can't. I know. <laughs> I can't I, respect you. <laughs> I really do want to, you know, when things are back to normal, which we're slowly getting there. Almost. Um, I really do want us... I don't know if we should go... Our families should go together or if we should like travel in separate directions for a certain amount of time and just hit up as many Burger Kings as we can <laughs> and just my wife would not be down for do that. a social experiment just to if find out. If I was out. traveling on my own, sure, we could try that. Well, I mean, she doesn't have to eat there. Just every time you guys go to eat, you're like, okay, I got to get Burger I gotta King. Get, Sorry. You, you guys can you have whatever you want, but... <laughs> <laughs> because I like I grew up with a Burger King directly in front of our middle school. Yeah. And so we would walk to Burger King every day. And I can remember when the chicken sandwich first came out and it was the best thing ever, ever. And truthfully, a Whopper or a Whopper Junior was my favorite burger for the longest time. Yeah. You couldn't get a better like tasting like a home cooked burger from a fast food place. Mm. But I don't know if it's just cause you grew up with it. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure. I have no idea. I have <laughs> to find out. I must know the answer. <sighs> I, I enjoy the flame grilled taste. Yeah. It's everything else that's wrong. Well, but see, and I enjoy the lettuce and the tomato and... Mm. Yeah, and I'm not a fan of those things on the burger. Um, But also, Carl's Jr. ruined the the enjoying the Burger King flame grilled taste. Yeah, because because they do it way better. So much better. Yeah. So much better. And their burgers are so much better overall. The Mm -hmm. quality of ingredients, fantastic. Yeah, you're right. I mean, we have a Carl's Jr. an hour away from us. I would more quickly drive to Hereford to get Carl's Jr. than I would go to our Burger King here that is a block away from where we're recording right now. Yeah. (laughs) You're right. Mm -hmm. All right. Well. Poor Burger King. Enough ragging on Burger King. Poor Burger King. What will be next? (laughs) We'll let you know. We're going to take one more break. Don't go anywhere. When we come back, we're going to share our latest Twitter poll about Burger King. More Back Row Morning Show to come. Stick around.
What up, my nerds? We here at Love Thy Nerd are beyond honored that you let our podcast blast in your earbuds each week. But we're also a jealous ministry who wants even more of your love and devotion. If you haven't made LTN Radio a part of your daily routine yet, you are missing out. Not only do you get to hear our exclusive morning shows, Church Nerds and the Macro Morning Show, before they are put on the website, but you also get radio-exclusive shows like Bible Thump with Drew Dixon, LTN Rewind, Faith and Fandom 180 with Hector Mirai, The Moment with Megan Moe Oaks, Nerd History, Nerdy Definitions, This Week week in nerdy news and our LTN specials as well. And on top of all that, the rest of our airtime is jam-packed with the absolute best mix of Christian rock, rap, pop, and indie that is hand-curated by Love Thy Nerd just for you. Give us a listen at LTNOnAir.com or download the Live 365 app on your smartphone to search and favorite LTN Radio. Thanks and enjoy the rest of the show. the back row morning show as things are winding down for the day but first we wanted to hear from you burger king yay or nah <laughs> so yeah that's a simple simple question we didn't give any context we didn't talk about the tweet or anything we're just like yeah yes no uh and uh nah one yeah 55.7 percent not as high as i was expecting okay so maybe we don't have to do our <laughs> our experiment I mean, I feel like this this answers it right there. Right. I feel like any other fast food place, the Yaz would out, outweigh the Naz, right? Or, um, yeah. See, and 55% for me is just a little too far over that halfway mark for it to be like... Agreed. Yeah. So, anyway. All right. So, you've spoken. Mm-hmm. Hey, let's end with our verse for the day. Our verse for the day is Galatians 3, 5. Does he who supplies the spirit to you and works miracles among you do so by works of law or by hearing with faith? That's going to do it for our show today. Be sure to check out all of what we do online at lovethynerd.com. We've got amazing articles on all things nerdy, as well as this show, LTN Radio, and our other podcasts and videos. If you'd like to directly support our mission and become a financial partner with Love Thy Nerd, and specifically with LTN Radio, then please visit lovethynerd.com slash partner, and you can choose LTN Radio from the drop-down menu. Love Thy Nerd is a qualifying 501c3 nonprofit organization, and your gift is tax-deductible. Make sure you're following us on all the socials at at the back row LTN, at LTN on air, and at Love Thy Nerd. And the Back Row Morning Show has its own Facebook group community for Christian humor, Back Row Baptist Church. So search us out and join in on the fun. Lastly, remember that we air first exclusively on LTN Radio, LTNOnAir.com, every Monday through Thursday at 8 a.m. Eastern with an encore at 10 a.m. But if you miss a day or just can't catch the show live, find the Back Row Morning Show podcast version on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, etc. Subscribe, rate, subscribe. I did this last week too. <laughs> Subscribe, rate five stars, and leave a review. All of that helps us out immensely. We'll be back tomorrow morning, and we hope you will too. Mo, final thought. Burger King has officially fallen from their throne. <laughs> I do like their new designs, though. Yeah. The new designs are pretty nice. No, don't try and read them. feel very them. 70s. It's no, they, cool. still, they still stink. Once again, I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And remember, if nobody else tells you, we promise that it's true. Jesus loves you, nerd. Oh.